Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Kirsty McConnell. And I'm Caitlin J. McCall. And welcome to season six, episode 11 of the Pet Photographers Podcast. Our guest today is a professional photographer from Germany in love with dogs and landscapes and category winner of the International Pet Photographer of the Year Awards in the Pets and Their People category. Our guest today is a professional photographer from Germany in love with dogs in their landscapes and she was also the category winner for Pets and Their People in the 2020 International Pet Photographer of the Year Awards. So we thought given that we're in the midst of the 2021 awards it would be the perfect opportunity to take a look back with our chat with Saskia Rosebrock of SASR Photography. So if you are listening to this interview close to the release date then entries are currently open for the 2021 awards and you have nothing to lose by entering. Entries are completely free. They opened on the 1st of May and they close at the end of May. So make sure you do head over to the petphotographersclub.com forward slash awards to find out more. We have the four different categories and we also have the two different levels. So you can either enter as a professional or as an emerging pet photographer. We have some brilliant prizes up for grabs, an amazing panel of judges. So yeah, as I said, head over to the petphotographersclub.com forward slash awards. You can also see the previous winners from the 2020 and the 2019 Pet Photography Awards. Uh, Kirsty and I absolutely love putting together this event every year. I think it's such a brilliant celebration of pet photography as an industry. And we are so excited to see how many entries have been coming in already. Uh, but as I said, you do have to be in it to win it. So I really hope that you do take the time to pick four of your favorite images. The categories are action, portrait, pets and their people, and open. And you enter those. Can't wait, cannot wait to start judging them. All right, that's that's it from me from now. We'll dive into the interview now with Saskia Rosebrock. Now, Kirsty and I were just blown away by Saskia's image. It was so different, so unique. So right off the bat, guys, if you have not seen this photograph before, I highly recommend that you go and check it out. But yeah, thank you so much for chatting to us today, Saskia. We can't wait to hear all about what you're doing. Now, that's, I mean, a super brief introduction into how we got to know you. Um, and we're so glad that you did into enter the awards, but we'd love to know a little bit more about, you know, who you are, what you're doing and your journey with pet photography. So how about we start with how did you get started as a pet photographer? Um, I think I have to start at the um, really, really beginning when I was five years old, <laughs> when I um, photographed uh, still analog with my father. Uh, who took me into the um, dark room where we developed our images by ourselves. And I just fell in love with photography at these early times and never stopped it. I um, photographed when I was a teenager with a really bad camera I uh, get by myself. And then when I um, was an adult, I was able to buy a better camera and I just photographed and never want to stop. And then I realized that I um, wished to make it 
as a real job, not only as a hobby. It's amazing the magic of the dark room, how it can just um, draw you in, isn't it? Like, yes. There's nothing else more magical. <laughs> yes, uh, especially as a child, as a five-year-old child, mm. it's a, such a magical place. <laughs> when did you start working with pets specifically? Um, specifically with pets, when I got my own dog, Tokala, um, I uh, photographed, before I got her, a lot of wolves as I was a teenager who just loved wolves with other friends. We got to zoos and... Um, spend a lot of times with the wolf the wolves there and uh, then I got Tokala and I already um, was kind of experienced with photographing uh, dogs as wolves uh, kind of dogs you can say and so it was quite easy for me to get into the photography of dogs and um, then horses just came with it as I just love all animals. <laughs> Um, so how long ago was it that you started photographing pets professionally? Um, professionally, ooh, I guess it's now six, uh, no, five years ago I started um, when Tokala was a bit older and I um, already photographed a lot of dogs from friends and I realized that um, this is something I can make money with, but it was never something like I want to get money to get rich or something like that but I just thought <laughs> if I'm that good and people want to want me to photograph their dogs maybe I just should take some money for time I spent there <laughs> yeah I don't think anyone gets into pet photography as a get rich quick scheme <laughs> you definitely have to have the, the passion maybe. there yeah <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, it's lovely to see. I'm not surprised that it's your own dog who um, started you on this journey because I can see in a lot of your photos that the story that you're telling is about the relationship between yes. people and their pets rather than just being portraits of their pet. Is that something that you did right from the beginning or is it something that sort of evolved as you've continued to shoot? Um, to be honest, it Uh, was a um, journey I would say um, mm -hmm. first I just felt not able to uh, photograph dogs and their owners as it's much more difficult I think but um, the more I get into it the more I uh, realize that it's something I love to uh, portray yeah yeah absolutely I can see on your um, on your website there's you know you've divided your portfolio up and you've got an entire gallery that's just called best friends is how it's translating yes. it for me is that right yeah um, and I mean obviously you won the pets and the people category so there's something sort of really special about what you're capturing there do you find with your clients are they coming to you more to for photos of them with their pets or is that something that you kind of have to convince them that they should do? Like for me personally, I find that the photographs that capture that relationship, clients tend to like the most but they're a bit nervous to have that photo. So I kind of have to convince them that it's worth getting in front of the camera to have these photos. Is that something that you go through as well? I agree with you. It's um, more difficult sometimes to get them but they always love it so most mm. of my clients um 
do uh, want to get photographed with their pets, maybe because they already uh, saw my gallery and knew that I do it <laughs> and thought, yes, she's the one who can um, portray with me and my pet. Um, so I do not really have to convince them, no. I wouldn't say that. How are the, your clients finding you then if you said, like, they've already seen your um, photos of pets and people um, on your website? So is that how most people are coming to you? Or is it social media? Is there other, another form of marketing? How are they finding out about you? They, I think they're finding me uh, over social media. It's mostly Facebook, um, sometimes Instagram, but mostly Facebook. I post a lot at my Facebook page and um, on my private page, and they see it. And I guess they think, oh, <laughs> I want it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can see why. That's for sure. Beautiful. <laughs> so maybe we can move into um, the awards a little bit. So that particular image that we're talking about with the um the dog and person on the road with the amazing landscape in the background um that image was that shot especially for the awards was it one that you pulled out of the archives is it a recent client shoot I mean how did that become the um image one of the images that you entered no, it wasn't shot especially for the awards. It was um, shot when we spent there um, nearly one month at the Lofoten Islands, being like building up a portfolio with um, dogs and landscapes there. So then in that case, that leads into the next question, I think, which is um, when you were entering the awards, how did you decide which image you wanted to enter? Um to be honest, when I saw these awards, it was, uh, I think, in the winter of 2019, uh, I saw that there uh, are these awards and who won it in 20, uh, 2019. And um, when I saw it, I just thought, okay, maybe I could be a part of it, but not with any image. I have to take this special image because it's the best image I ever shot, I thought by myself. Do you have any advice for photographers looking through their own portfolio for the awards or for other competitions or the awards next year? Do you have any advice for pet photographers with what they might do when picking their own work? Because you did, you, you picked beautifully. We obviously agree with you that that's a fantastic photo. <laughs> Um, I think uh, you have to choose the image you love the most, the image you um, feel the most with when you look at it, as this uh, photo is an image I feel so much looking at it, and there are so much emotions arising when I uh, take a look, and I think these are the images which touches the most. So if you choose an image, you should choose one which touches you and other people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I've got to tell you, Saskia, I was so blown away the first time that I, when I was going through and doing my judging um, of, of your photo, I think not only did I text Kirsty to say, oh my goodness, have you seen this photo yet? I like messaged my friend who's not a photographer. I was just like, look how, look how amazing it is. It's just a, it's a really nice compliment. It, it's such a unique twist on 
on the category. And I think it was quite brave of you actually to pick that one for pets and their people. And I, I urge other people listening to be equally brave, not to feel like pets and their people. Okay. I guess that has to be a photo, a, a close up of them hugging their dog, which not to say that that couldn't also be an equally beautiful photo, but it's just, it was so wonderful to see you look at it from kind of an outside the box point of view. I also loved the way that you were integrating both the landscape and that bond, which really is two of your your strengths as a photographer. Um, I saw on your website also there's a lot of these portraits of dogs within landscapes. Um, how is it that you're you know, finding those locations, what is that kind of, are you taking clients out to these really adventurous landscapes or is that more portfolio stuff? What's the sort of process behind creating those images? Uh, Before answering your question, I just want to say uh, these thinking outside the box is something I really love and I uh, always push myself to uh, get out of my comfort zone in uh, photography as well as in life itself and so it was uh, something I really wanted to uh, show to um, think outside the box and do not something that already others had done like hugging dogs I love pictures of um, owners hugging dogs but it's not these um, pushing yourself outside Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I hope (laughs) Um, yeah, absolutely. It was actually before we do dive into the landscapes. Um, if you, if the people listening, if you caught our episode at the beginning of season six about our advice for the awards, one of our ten tips was that you should definitely not box yourself into the category, and also to look at previous years' entries and make sure you're doing something unique that feels true to yourself because we see a lot of beautiful entries that look similar and then it's really hard to pick which one's better when they kind of even though by themselves would be a really strong image and you know fantastic for a client or beautiful on the wall when it's when it comes to photography competitions and photography awards you want to stand out from the crowd because when there's thousands and thousands of images that judges are looking through the ones that are really unique are the ones that stick in our heads and yours was just such a cool twist so yeah congratulations on that um if you're not sure what image we're talking about please jump onto the website and uh, the Pet Photographers Club website, go to the awards section and scroll down to the category winners and you will see this amazing, amazing image by um, Saskia that we are going on about because it's so beautiful. <laughs> um, so back to the, the landscapes and your adventure dogs. How, how, are you, how is that all coming about? Um, I do not uh, took... Uh, by now, I do not took uh, clients up there as it's in Norway mostly, and I just have no clients in Norway. But maybe it will change one day. Who knows? But uh, right now, it's just my own dogs or um, dogs of friends uh, who come mm-hmm. with me there. But of course, I would love to uh, shoot one day with clients up there. But the but it's a bit different um, and not different. It's difficult as um, it's not just an easy walk. 
it's of course not really dangerous as I um, climb up there with my dogs, but they are used <laughs> to it. So you cannot mm -hmm. say to anyone, so climb up this mountain with me. <laughs> it's sim simply and sadly not possible. Mm -hmm. I still think they're such beautiful portfolio pieces too. So it's it's still lovely to have on your website. Um, I saw one of your other entries was, is that with the Northern Lights? The yes. I think it was your open entry. Right, that makes more sense now that I know that you're going to Norway with your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's um, an image I took with um, my own dog also uh, in the Northern Lights as we were there in autumn. And in autumn you have the possibility to photograph in daylight, but it's always um, it always feels like it's dawning and then you have these nights with the polar nights uh, with the polar lights so it was just amazing <laughs> an amazing time to be there so i did i know these ones in norway like that you can't have your clients there but there's lots of beautiful images in your portfolio um with sensational backgrounds some of those must be in germany um yes it's in right? germany the, yeah okay so how far <laughs> are these amazing landscapes from from you and are you taking client dogs to those ones um you mean to the uh, amazing landscapes in germany yes um it's difficult because i love the mountains and it, i already said it's hard to get clients up there mm -hmm. so mostly i really get my own dogs or um the uh, dogs of friends up there but um, if I uh, find someone <laughs> who want to do this with me, I always encourage them to do it. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So you haven't quite found a, a way yet to to get clients to book, especially for going on like a bit of a trip. Yes, this is something I am already thinking a lot about mm -hmm. as there are some landscapes in my um, home space where I could go but it's difficult <laughs> because yeah, most of them just say okay um i drive 10 minutes to you and it's okay and it's not like <laughs> we drove together one hour to a beautiful mountain and then climb up there for uh, one hour again <laughs> so yeah. um a way i have to um i find my own way to uh, get them <laughs> to yeah. do this i always i'm uh, thinking about it <laughs> now um Saskia, i see like beautiful um, um, color in a lot of your images and emotion as well. The inspiration behind your images, um, where would you say that you find that inspiration? My inspiration, I think it's most from nature. I um, walk a lot with my dogs just um, to walk with them and saw some um, mostly the light I love the light and when I saw um, a sundown in a special location or just walking on our um, normal um, grasslands nothing special I just walked there and saw the light um, shining through some trees or in the grass and I just think oh my god it's so beautiful I have to photograph it this is mostly the inspiration yes I would say the light it's light. I love. <laughs> I'm I think deeply the, in love with light. 
that doesn't surprise me at all. The the quality of the light in your photographs. Um, we have there's one that I saw you post recently and it must be at sunset and there's this dog jumping up through the water and you've captured the glitter of the, the, the water splash and it's just this beautiful light. So, uh, yeah, do you have to or do you find yourself um, booking your client sessions specifically around the time of day that you want to be shooting or do you shoot all day or what's your process there if you're a light fanatic I'm assuming just golden hour but I'd love to know what what you do um as you say I'm just a light fanatic so I really try to get them to uh, shoot in um the early morning or mostly in the um uh, sundown so um I always say we have to uh, go to the evening when the sun is nearly dropping this is the light we can um where we can create magic and they mostly agree <laughs> and do you find um over the years has your sort of <laughs> sorry if you guys can hear him can you hear <laughs> I can hear you <laughs> my my I think um, he's watching a footy game or something. I just heard my partner go, yay, really loudly. Um, sorry about that. I wasn't sure if my mic would pick that up for you guys, but I completely lost my train of thought. Let me ask my question again. Um, yeah, so that that magic light, it's so beautiful. Is that something that you had like an innate sense of right from the start? I know, I mean, you were photographing with your dad from such a young age, or have you sort of – done any training in photography is there anything that over the years has helped you hone that eye no i would not say that i um, get a special training for this um using of the light if you love something like the light you always look after it and where you can find more beautiful light and more and it's all about passion and about um concentrating on it and uh i um, developed my method of capturing this light just in all the years I'm photographing to get it more and more beautiful just because I'm so passionate about it. I guess any advice that you would have for pet photographers who are starting out and what, what you would recommend they do to start practicing their art and learning more about light and learning the sort of locations that they should be taking their dogs to or anything like that, any sort of advice for pet photographers? Um, I mean, the um, normal advice is always uh, just go to workshops and learn from coachings and stuff, but I don't think that's um, the, the most important part. Most important, it's always this passion. It's, oh my God, look outside the window. The light is so beautiful. I just have to go out now and photograph photograph and that's passion and if you feel it and if you have it then you will go out and you will try to capture it most beautiful so um it's all about passion if you feel it and if you can discover it you as a, a amateur you should not say oh but i'm not able to it's beautiful but i don't know just try try it out and you will find a way it's that old saying isn't it that practice makes perfect if you just uh, continue to practice, yeah. 
it's all about practicing i think but that's what i um, have done the most i i don't know how much photos i've taken in all these years it must be millions and there are so much just bad ones <laughs> i would never show but <laughs> it's not important it's important what i've learned on this way because i loved it it's all about passion i um just say it again <laughs> yeah no absolutely and we can really see how that passion shines shines through it in the photography that you're creating have you um we'd love to know like have you entered lots of photography competitions um or was the awards like one of the few that you've entered like what was that sort of I think the the passion for your own photography and entering competitions kind of goes hand in hand, but it can be something that's a little bit intimidating to start with. So is that something that you do a lot of or was this one of the first ones? No, it was kind of the first one. I once entered into a, a local contest, but I was quite younger. I don't know, like 20 years old or something like that. And it was not big. And the um, awards from you were... I would say the first one, as I'm not that self-confident about my work, to be honest. I never thought, oh, my God, it's so outstanding. Everyone should see it and say it's beautiful. It's not the way I am. <laughs> so what was it about these awards in particular that, that um, sort of encouraged you to enter then, if you don't normally enter awards, Saskia? I think that uh, these awards now and winning the category, category just gave a big push to myself and um, <laughs> so kind of okay maybe you're not that small as you um, call yourself <laughs> maybe I'm not sure I'm still not sure you see <laughs> <laughs> well we we can tell you you're pretty awesome it's it's pretty fantastic photography I think that's a perfect place to wrap up Saskia thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your passion for pet photography we're so grateful that you did enter those awards because it was really such an honor for us to judge them for everyone who was involved and for us to you know meet all these pet photographers from all around the world um so thank you for entering and thank you for really wowing us and the other judges with your beautiful work we're so excited to see more from you in the future um yeah thanks Saskia you're so welcome and thank you so much for um judging and all this work you had with the awards and um, for making me such a happy girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes us happy. <laughs> uh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for joining us and, um, and we hope to see your entry in the awards next year. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com. <laughs>